Welcome to the Holistic Career Change Podcast, one-stop shop for everyone feeling stuck in their career and who are looking to identify, change, and succeed at their new fulfilling work. I'm your host, Vilma Seita. Let's go. Hi, all. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> We're in the middle of the most beautiful winter here. Um, it's kind of winter wonderland kind of stuff. It makes my heart so full. Um, seriously, I'm just so grateful for the beautiful nature that I get to experience every single day. I really am just the biggest nature stalker. I always, <laughs> always say that. I feel like nature is my biggest teacher and healer, and it's a place where I go to recharge and to think and to be quiet and at the same time to hear myself better. So experiencing four seasons, it's something that I never used to appreciate before, but I feel like, you know, the more I mature, I'd want to say get old because we're all mature and we get better with age, the more I find it in my heart to really be in awe of the beauty of nature. I really do. Anyway, this is not a podcast about nature, even though maybe someday <laughs> it might turn into that. But um, in the last two episodes, what I did is essentially set the scene for career change in really broad strokes. If you haven't listened to them, I'd really like to encourage you to do so, as today's episode will be a continuation of some of the concepts that I've introduced to you already. So in the first episode, The Shadow Side of Career Change, I shared with you that on the contrary to the popular opinion, the mechanics, what I like to refer to as mechanics or the how the strategies on how to interview better, on how to build your own business, is not what will allow you to successfully transition in your career. What will determine your success is actually learning how to manage a complete identity shift, then addressing the beliefs that have been holding you back up until now and will definitely continue to do so, especially during the career transition stage. And finally, dealing with your loved ones who will be projecting all kinds of reasons as to why changing career might not be for you. Then in the second episode, I wanted to spend some time to reassure you not to feel disheartened about the current situation in the world, because looking around, this is exactly what you might be tempted to do right now. You may uh, be following the current events and think this does not look good. <laughs> this does not feel like the right time to switch for me. So in this episode, I shared the main reasons why it actually is the greatest time to change, because there's a lot of window of opportunity. And also I explained a little bit why it may never feel like the right, right time for you, because this feeling... The feeling that ugh, just doesn't feel right, usually, not in all the cases, but usually has very little to do with what's actually going on in the world or the outer circumstances and has everything to do with the way your brain is programmed to operate. So if you guys haven't checked out the first two episodes, I'd really, really suggest to you to do that. 
Okay, so today I'd like to actually talk about one of the most common obstacles I find stopping people in their tracks and keeping them stuck in this analysis paralysis mode when it comes to career change. And that is them sincerely thinking that they don't know what the next career step looks like for them in particular. And let me expand on this. So basically, while you probably absolutely can tell what your next career move could be, just looking at your CV or resume, say you could tell me now easily that, you know, based on your education and your degrees and based on your experience, it would probably make sense for you to move up the ladder in, say, the same company or the industry. Or you could tell me, well, I could stay within the same industry, but perhaps find a different company to work for. If that was really enough for you, let me tell you, you would have done it by now. The problem is that the idea of doing more of the same probably makes you feel deflated and demotivated and just the thought of it drains your energy. I recall when I was in a similar position, um, when I was looking to change career, I would spend hours literally hours of my time scrolling through job postings and all kinds of recruitment sites and so on and so forth, um, hoping that a random job description would miraculously inspire me or sort of, you know, make me alive. But I would still, even when I was performing that search, I would still search only within what would make sense for me range in what I call the safe range, the sensible track. So to give you an example, I am a banking and finance graduate and I've been working in financial institutions and I did management consulting. So that is essentially what I would limit my search to, that's what I was looking for. And I was hoping that perhaps a change of company might solve my misery. But as you can imagine, it would eventually lead to... (laughs) different places, different faces, but there would still be the same underlying issue of me struggling to get excited, to believe in my work, to feel like what I did was in alignment with my values. And at least for me, most importantly, it was not making me feel fulfilled. Um, All of this would weigh so heavy on me that to the point where for some time I had even given up on the idea that I could be doing something that felt even remotely like my purpose. However, the issue here is that you cannot solve a problem by staying in the same mindset and the same energy that created the problem. Here's what my issue was, and you might be making a similar mistake. I was searching in a very conventional way. I was doing things by the book, the way I was taught, the way all of these articles I googled taught me which was limiting my possibilities and narrowing my niche. I was literally downplaying my transferable skills and I was not thinking that I could succeed in a different industry. I simply was not believing in myself enough to at least dab into something different, especially something that had always felt more like a hobby and interest And at least in my case, a mild obsession. I didn't even allow myself to consider any of the areas I was actually passionate about as a career path. So 
This episode is for those of you who know you want to do something different, but you just don't know where to start. And I will begin with challenging you a little bit. I can almost guarantee you know exactly what the next step should be for you. Your answer is actually right in front of you, but for one reason or another, you might not be ready to accept it yet. Or it's hidden in your subconscious and you may have to move through a series of experiments for your conscious mind to essentially catch up and convince that inner skeptic within you that it could work. So what I'm going to do today and in the coming episodes is I will be sharing with you as consistently as possible the steps that you need to take to reach that end goal of successfully transitioning in your career. So ready for step one? (laughs) The step one you need to take when you are looking to find meaningful work and transition is to forget everything you have ever learned about career management. I want you to drop all the conventional career advice, the organized so-called left-brain solutions and how-tos on how to advance in your career. What I'd like to invite you to do instead is to put your explorer hat on and go on an adventure with me. I need you to literally step out of the box, drop out of that rat race for now, because as the comedian Lily Tomlin has said, which is one of my favorite quotes, is even if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. So you need to step into the so-called blue ocean of career change. And for those of you who don't know, Blue Ocean is actually a strategy book which describes um, essentially the pursuit of differentiation uh, in order to open up new market space and create new demand for companies. It is all about just creating and capturing the market space and making the competition irrelevant. So essentially, as opposed to you living in the red ocean, where basically fish is killing each other and there's just blood everywhere and there's a lot of competition, I'd like you to step into the blue ocean where you are, you recognize that you are so unique that there literally is no competition for you in the job market and you can mold your job description description according to who you are and what makes sense for you. And To be able to get there, you first of all need to get into an open and active state. That means that you will have to move out of the default passive mode you might find yourself in right now. Many people are usually very passive about their career decisions and they just end up leaving job satisfaction essentially to a chance. And if you look around, if you're employed right now and you look at some of your colleagues, you'll probably recognize them in this description. Um, they talk about you know being flattered or being pushed into jobs. They often use terms like, oh, I just ended up there, ended up in a certain position. So essentially, they actually are not afraid to admit that they have not been actively shaping their career and they literally just ended up in places 
because they didn't take proactive approach, right? Um, so when you are trying to reposition yourself in the job market, two things really help. Optimism and curiosity. And before you shut me off saying like, seriously, is, is this the first step you want me to take to be optimistic? But really, I want you to hear me out. Optimistic thinking really keeps your end goal in mind and encourages you to keep pushing on doors and asking questions. And curiosity gives you the fuel or the motivation to do so. And they both radiate energy. That's a great starting point for finding a job you love. Remember about the energy? The energy that created the problem is not going to find a solution. So you need to elevate yourself and step out of the doom and gloom kind of energy. Lift yourself up and start anew, like revert the process. Secondly, I invite you to drop any reason and realism. In this exploration stage, we will not think what's realistic or what makes sense. Okay? And that's very important because that's what a lot of people do. They essentially judge their career search process before they even start it. We will need to shift from it could never work to why not or why not me? I really need you to practice looking for possibilities and not barriers. Don't assume that the answer will be no before you even ask the question. So in the first exploration stage, I also often hear yes, but response. <laughs> yes, but I haven't done this before. Or like, I, you know, I really like acting, but I have to support myself. Or yes, but... I don't really live in a big city, so I don't have a lot of opportunities here, etc., etc., etc. That right there is what stops us from even trying. And that's not okay. Let's help ourselves. Let's remove that and exchange that with what if. What if, even if you just say it to yourself, what if? It has such an expansive, empowering, dreamy energy that opens up so much space for new opportunities. Human nature is a wild beast. <laughs> it really is. We find it so easy to ignore positive information, we distort neutral information, and we turn it into something negative, very often by default without even noticing. Some people find it interesting and well-paid work even when opportunities seem to be thin. Are they lucky? Perhaps, I would say to a very small extent. The rest is down to how they choose to think and how they choose to act. By the way, in the first stage, you need to remember that no one is asking you to commit to a new career now. I'm just asking you to say yes to the first step of exploring. Okay, so how do you explore? I have this exercise I love to give to my clients and I ask them to start a dream career folder. It can be either a virtual one, it could be an actual physical folder where I ask them to start collecting articles, pictures, all kinds of clippings, anything that excites them when it comes to a potential career path. And just like Marie Kondo does... <laughs> 
I ask them to only focus on these quote-unquote items, pictures or articles that spark them joy, that tickles their gut, that energizes them, that makes them excited, that makes them want to read more or research more, right? You want the energy that pulls you in, that wakes you up. Only that should go into that dream career folder. And I really like to invite you to do the same for at least a couple of weeks. Also, don't forget to engage your body when you are looking for these clippings. Tune in, see how your body reacts. It may, for instance, be a person you admire and you love their lifestyle and their career they created. It could literally be anything. I want you to save it all in that folder. When you're finished, so say at the end of week two, I'd like you to sit down and look through all that you collected there. Ask yourself, are there any patterns? Is there perhaps a particular type of industry or profession that is prevalent in there? Is there any type of work that is prevalent that you keep on seeing over and over again? Is it working with people? Is it working on your own? Is it a work that requires for you to be dealing with a lot of details? Or perhaps it's a job, a work, a career that invites you to rather deal with strategy and overall vision. Does it involve you having a boss? Perhaps you need to create your own business. Does it involve you managing people? Does it involve working with your hands? Like it could be absolutely anything. Like literally, I want you to look through, take everything out, look through and see what are the common threads. That is gold for you. That is your compass. I really want you to analyze that, like your life depended on that, because it does. (laughs) Just think about it, like work is where you spend 80% of your best energy. And yes, you have energy for things outside of your job, but for most of us, working in what is essentially becoming, at this point in time, 24-7 economy Most of our stamina and imagination and personal energy will be expended on work. So if you're going to spend at least one third of your life working, it's your responsibility to ensure that you find something that is authentic, that is in alignment, and that supports your growth and gives you meaning. It's your responsibility. Don't leave it to chance. Another side note on creating your dream folder when you're doing your research, especially if you're going to be spending a lot of time on social media looking for that inspiration, please don't use it against yourself. (laughs) I see a lot of people do that. They look through kind of, you look through different profiles and um, they end up feeling bad about themselves. Like that's just such a horrible habit, right? To go out there and look for proof why your life sucks. I'd rather like to invite you to use social media as a way to fuel you, completely turn it around. Look at it as an inspiration because these people that you think are living your dream life, they're showing you what's possible. If someone else seems to be living that life or or leading the career path that you resonate with, don't look for the flaws. Don't think that, you know, maybe they come from a rich family or maybe they're good looking, that's why they are lucky. No, Look for ways to be excited for them. Because if they have achieved it, it means they're not a, you know, this is not a unicorn kind of situation. That means it's available for you too, if you set your mind on it. 
Okay, so there you have it. I want you to have fun with this stage. I want your imagination to run completely free. If you feel in the moments where you start questioning yourself or getting worried or you start feeling contraction and anxiety, start thinking, oh, maybe I'm daydreaming too much or your partner starts making fun of all your clippings, take a break and then come back at it while you're feeling excited because I want this folder to be created from the highest vibe only and that's very important, okay? And to end with... I have not forgotten that I owe you a question of the week that I'd like you to ponder upon on top of the dream career folder that you're going to be working on. And that question is especially relevant for those of you who really think they have no idea where to start and which is what essentially this episode is about. And you might have heard variations of this question, but I really want you to take time to think about it and to jot down your response. And the question is, if all jobs and careers paid the same, what would I be doing with my time? Note down everything that comes, even if your answers may seem to be completely unrelated ideas, they will make sense moving forward. Don't forget to share with me And next week, we will continue with the work that we started today to build on the next steps for you to figure out how to transition in your career. Have a magical week. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like 2021 to be the year when you finally embrace a new career path, make sure you schedule a consultation call with me. I have created a signature holistic career change program that has already helped many of my clients successfully transition into their career of fulfillment. You don't want to miss this. I look forward to connecting with you. Take care.